This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. Welcome to Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. I'm Gardner Goldsmith, the creator of the Liberty Conspiracy, which streams every Monday through Friday live starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Rockfin, and on my Twitter slash X feed, that being at Guard Goldsmith. You can also find the show anytime after the fact on any of those platforms. And if you're looking for textual information, Head over to my Substack, that being the Gardner Goldsmith Substack, and every Sunday you'll receive the Sunday News Assembly. At least 20 stories pertaining to individual liberty, plus expanded contextual information that helps draw out long-lasting lessons that can help us expand the purview and the number of people who believe in freedom. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Let's get started. I want to go to George Galloway's show and show you the very, very astute observations coming from people who support this. Now, as an anarchist, voluntarist, I don't support United Nations relief going to people because I don't support the United Nations. I support relief, but I don't support the unfounded immoral predicate of the United Nations existence in the first place or the process by which it is giving aid to people, which is only through threat of violence and theft of taxpayer, from taxpayers. It doesn't mean anybody cares when the U.N. gets money from the United States, which is forcibly taken from people, right? So that being stated, I just want to show you the trigger that seems to have gone off for U.S. and U.K. politicians after the International Court of Justice found in favor of the uh, South African argument against Israel. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they said, you know, 12 members of the U.N. Resources uh, um, um, Relief Organization. Twelve of those members are tied to the October 7th plot. They didn't put them on trial or anything. They just said they're tied to this. So we are going to stop funding for the United Nations Relief Organization, UNWR. It's this weird UNWR. 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 That's it. So let me show you 
how some good people responded to this. And again, it's coming from the standpoint of people who don't go as far as I do against all statism and the predicate upon which it's based. But they do show us the weird pathology of these politicians who reacted almost instantaneously in this vindictive manner to say, we're not going to fund this relief agency that was giving food and water and medicine to people in the Palestinians in Gaza. Even as those people struggle in the very area that the Israelis told them they should flee to, they're getting bombed there. So check this out. And I've got a lot more coming tomorrow. Young, uh, Young Turks did a very good uh, series of pieces, too. I want to show you some of that. But here's George Galloway with his guest. You are listening to the mother of all talk shows with George Galloway. No, I'm in the Hague now. My next guest was here and peerlessly reporting on the case of South Africa against Israel at the ICJ. I wonder what he thinks about what happened next. He is, of course, the Honorable Craig Murray, former British ambassador, and he joins me now on the line. Craig, thank you. So, folks, I just want to let you know that uh, I've been in touch with Craig Murray, and it looks like he's going to be on the show Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. So Craig Murray will be our guest on Liberty Conspiracy coming up in a few days to give us his on-location information about what happened in The Hague. Uh, for joining us, I'm in The Hague now. It's after the Lord Mayor's show. Uh, the judgment uh, hung heavily on Friday, but it's been so overtaken by events, hasn't it? Um, it has, but I, I think some of the reason for that is in the judgment. Um, I, mean, I think the judgment was a long way better than I expected it to be. And I think the lashing out at UNRWA and at the UN in particular um, is because of the judgment, uh, and especially uh, two things. I, I mean, firstly, they wanted to distract attention from the judgment because Israel lost on every single count. Um, and secondly, uh, they wanted to discredit UNRWA because um, one key thing about the judgment is that the the court made findings of fact. It found that there, there are facts which plausibly uh, amount to genocide. And, and not just, it didn't just find that South Africa said these things, it found its own fact and said these facts. Um, amount plausibly to genocide. And those facts included statements by UNRWA. Statements by UNRWA were quite important facts uh, behind the opinion of the ICJ. And so I think it's no co coincidence whatsoever uh, that you immediately uh, get these attacks on the integrity of, of UNRWA and this attempt to uh, defund um, UNRWA, which of course also helps contribute to the genocide. It speeds up the genocide by contributing to uh, starvation and despoilation. Yes, I mean, I didn't see that one coming, I must say. Uh, your, your friend is accused uh, of genocide. A court, by an overwhelming majority, uh, finds that you may very well be guilty of that genocide, makes demands of you to correct your behavior, gives you a month to report, and effectively sends you to trial for genocide, 
And instead of distancing yourself for your own protection from your friend, you double down because that's what this is. You double down on your support for the accused and you yourself embark on a course of action which may very well leave you in the dock for genocide. That's friendship for you, isn't it, Craig? It's it's extraordinary. I, I mean, the hold that the, the Zionist lobby has over the political class in the in the UK, as, as you know better than anyone, uh, George, is just incredibly strong. And I, I, I certainly didn't see that coming. I, I, and the the coordinated and fast response, because governments, uh, as again you know, governments do not make uh, policy decisions in twenty minutes. You know, you know, they but all these governments to come in one after the other within a matter of a couple of hours, withdrawing finance from under that must have been coordinated in advance and 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 uh, have been up the sleeve, if you like, as a as a reaction to the ICJ judgment. Um, so very very important there. Notice how uh, Jordan treated this as well. Uh, then we've got the bombing response in Jordan. Uh, people are moving chess pieces big time. I think you can tell, and you probably feel it in your gut as well. And, um, you know, the only, the only solace or one of the major, uh, uh, injections of solace I get is the human connection with all of you. I mean, it's, it's super cool. And, uh, you know, I look at the screen here, I see George and I see Craig Murray, and I know that George is doing, doing good and Craig Murray is doing good. You know, and uh, so, you know, we'll keep this up a little bit more of inf information from Craig. And, of course, we'll talk to him Wednesday or Thursday. I've got uh, the email exchanges went back and forth over the weekend. And so things are really crazy. But it looks like it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. He'll join us and he'll be live right at the start of the show. I said, do you want to pre-record? He said, nah, you know, I can be a night owl. It's OK. I was like, well, you know, OK, cool. You know, we start up at 11 o'clock and I'll, I'll try to bring in and bring in right at the start of the program. Uh, tomorrow night, Courtney Turner is going to be joining us as well. And I can't wait for that. And I also want to thank Ananda G once more inside uh, X. Uh, Ananda says, I need a hat. <laughs> I like that. So, you know, we're at levels of evil here, which are astonishing. You've got. The ICJ detailing the starvation and deprivation and deaths and the terrible conditions in which people are living. You've got the UN spelling it out in great detail, all, all reported in the ICJ opinion. Um, and then you've got action taken deliberately to increase starvation. And it's so evil, I'm, I'm struggling to come to terms with it. Yes, me Uh, I know Anarwa uh, very well. Uh, over decades, uh, I have known them well in the in the refugee camps in Lebanon, first of all, uh, which I first uh, attended in, in 1977, and of course in Gaza, where they are they are literally the difference between life and death for millions of people. It, it, they provide the food, they provide the medicine, they provide the schools. They provide the funding for the basic levels of health that uh, uh, exist in normal times, normal uh, times. And now our government, the governments of our uh, closest uh, allies, 
have pooled the funding? It, I'm almost lost for words about it. Well, I'll leave it like right there. And again, a, a big suggestion if you uh, if you enjoy, uh, you know, solid people for peace, people who bring up memories and history and information. George Galloway show is great. And uh, you can go to at Motes, M-O-A-T-S TV, at Motes TV to follow George and um, Craig Murray. Uh, looks like it'll probably be Wednesday. Uh, but I'll double check on that and just and let you know so I don't leave you hanging. And I also want to mention that there's a great comment from Yona, a couple comments from Yona. Uh, first, I'll start off with uh, Tom Cooper. Thank you, Tom, for being there. I saw that you messaged over on um, on X, and I'll, I'll write to you later tonight before I hit the sack. And I really appreciate it, Tom, really appreciate it. Uh, Carlos Rex is there. Carlos, the, the king of Carlos, uh, he says, uh, Israel has become 100% evil. Yona, Yona is in the uh, in the audience, and Yona, thanks so much. Yona Aniwodi says, the Zionist project was evil from the start. Circa 1834, City of London, Lord de Rothschild, Palestine Exploration Fund, P-E-F, 1834, London Rothschild Bank, Nailed it. Absolutely right. Boy, it's amazing to see the research that people have done and the bits and pieces, the chunks of information you can pick up as you start to get into these things. If you're around the right circle of people, the wisdom they can impart to you. Anyway, I don't want to go over the overboard on that stuff, but uh, I really appreciate it, you guys. I also want to check in over at Rumble and thank you as well. If you're just joining us on Rumble, please spread the word. I really am happy to see so many folks are joining us at Rumble. Over the weekend, I released both the videos that I produced one of uh, collapsing new mRNA people based on collapsing new people by Fad Gadget. And um, that was the second of the two videos. The first video was Do You Remember the Horror Song uh, with uh, connected with uh, shots from the uh, trucker, the Freedom Truckers convoy, shots of uh, uh, Pastor Pawlowski and his brother, um, and shots of the... Uh, the way that the police treated the Ottawa uh, Freedom Rallyers in Ottawa. Uh, so the trucker rallyers in Ottawa. So that's all out there. And it attracted a number of people. And I appreciate that very, very much. I'll try to do more music videos. Um, and, you know, sometimes they'll be more overt with actual statements of things. I put in some headlines from the Ottawa truckers uh, convoy and what the government was doing, things like that. Sometimes it'll be subtle. Uh, they, they won't be, um, overtly spoken, the messages, but you'll be able to pull them out, uh, much like those psychedelic furs lyrics, you know, they can work two ways, that sort of thing, uh, sort of gives the, uh, the snide cut that, uh, sometimes I appreciate very much without really even saying something, you get a, a message across without being too overt. So now I want to turn to something else. Uh, and again, big thanks to Craig Murray and big thanks to George Galloway for getting Craig on and uh, Craig is, uh, you know, he might not be watching right now, but uh, boy, he, he responded to me. Just real nice guy, real nice man. So um, looking forward to speaking to him. And uh, we'll keep spreading the word, everybody, uh, about all these good freedom fighters out there. So before we go into anything else, now I want to continue on this, uh, this vein about Israel. This, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you a lot of this. I'm going to show you about 15 minutes of Christopher Hedges. This is Christopher Hedges 
speaking on January 18th at the Islamic Society of New Jersey. Now, Christopher Hedge is very well-known, conservative, uh, some libertarian leanings, not all. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree. You know, that pat line. Um, I caught on to this. Again, I cottoned on to this because of Grand Theft World last night. And if you don't watch, uh, it's usually around 9.30, 9.35 to 9.40. It starts on Sunday evenings, Eastern Time on Rockfin. And uh, Richard Grove is just amazing. Uh, Tony is amazing. Tony Myers. And they're just awesome. That's where I um, actually know. I, I saw Courtney when she was on with David Knight first. And then I saw her again just a few days later with uh, Richard and Tony. And then she came on our show. And she's all, all over the place. She's just great. Whitney Webb is on all the time. Uh, they play great pieces from uh, Jimmy Dore. Uh, they get Kurt Metzger on, and Kurt is absolutely brilliant, really funny. He's always on with Jimmy, and he's a stand-up comic, very, very well-versed on all sorts of things, including the the occult, esoteric uh, pushes by some of these people. Uh, he understands the power of Christ, and um, so a lot of, lot of big things. I want to play you what Christopher Hedges said. His speech was called The Death of Israel, and I think he really highlights how perverse this political world is and the use of the language and the way that they depict people like us, people like the Palestinians, the bad guys, while they adopt the M.O., literally, of the Nazis, of the people who imposed the Warsaw Ghetto. Here we go. I know there are people in this room who have family and friends in Gaza, as I do, um, and uh, the last contact I've been able to have with people I know in Gaza is three or four weeks ago. I don't know if they're alive or dead, or, uh, and all of us who spent significant time in Gaza, uh, I think every waking moment is uh, colored by this almost unfathomable slaughter. Um, and whatever I feel is a pale reflection, I know, of what many of you in this room are enduring. Um, but I want you to know that there are many of us that are doing everything humanly possible to fight back. Israel's Lebensraum master plan for Gaza borrowed from the Nazis depopulation of Jewish ghettos is clear destroy infrastructure medical facilities and sanitation including access to clean water block shipments of food and fuel impose telecommunications blackouts, unleash indiscriminate industrial violence to kill and wound hundreds a day, let starvation and epidemics of infectious diseases along with the daily massacres and the displacement of Palestinians from their homes turn Gaza into a mortuary. 
Israel has killed or seriously wounded close to 100,000 Palestinians in Gaza, almost one in every 20 inhabitants. It has destroyed or damaged 60% of the housing. The safe areas to which some 2 million Gazans were instructed to flee in the south have been relentlessly bombed with thousands of casualties. Palestinians in Gaza now make up 80% of all the people facing famine or catastrophic hunger worldwide, according to the UN. Every person in Gaza is hungry. A quarter of the population are starving and struggling to find food and drinkable water. Famine is imminent. The 335,000 children under the age of five are at high risk of malnutrition, as some 50,000 pregnant women lack health care and adequate nutrition. Infants are dying in droves. Israeli political and military officials, as the South African jurist documented at the International Court of Justice, make no secret of their genocidal intent, nor of their vision of what comes next. In September, before the incursion into Israel by Hamas and other resistance fighters, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu displayed a map of what he called the New Middle East at a UN General Assembly meeting. Gaza, the West Bank, and East Jerusalem had all been incorporated into a greater Israel. Palestine had ceased to exist. The Palestinians are being forced to choose between death from bombs, disease, exposure, or starvation, or being driven from their homeland. There will soon reach a point where death will be so ubiquitous that deportation for those who want to live will be the only option. Israel is lobbying countries in Latin America and Africa to accept Palestinian refugees. Israeli leaders are calling this deportation, quote, voluntary migration. Voluntary migration is not a new concept in the annals of genocide. In the Warsaw Ghetto, the Nazis out three kilograms of bread and one kilogram of marmalade to anyone who voluntarily registered for deportation. There were times when hundreds of people had to wait in line for several hours to be deported. There's plenty more Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. Find us do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. 
At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. USA News Update. The seven migrants accused in the Times Square assault on two NYPD officers have been formally charged. The Manhattan prosecutor announced the indictments regarding the January 27th attack outside a migrant shelter. Former President Trump's attorney, Jonathan Mitchell, argued before the Supreme Court Thursday that the events at the U.S. Capitol in 2021 should be termed a riot, not an insurrection. President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. He defined an insurrection as a violent effort to overthrow the government and contended that the 14th Amendment's prohibition on insurrectionists running for office only applies to appointed officers. The five Marines who were reported missing following a helicopter crash have been found dead. They were en route to San Diego from Creech Air Force Base near Las Vegas on a training flight last Tuesday. The wreckage of the helicopter was found yesterday. John Schaefer, USA News. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live.
you control. That's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by ForkFest, happening June 13th through the 16th at Rogers Campground. In the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Fork Fest is decentralized, so there is no ticket cost and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And I'm going to go directly to the phones and you guys' calls and thoughts. Gigi in South Carolina, you're on Free Talk Live. What's in your mind? Good evening, ladies. It's a pleasure to hear all of your voices. Hi. Good evening, Gigi. What's on your mind? Well, first, I'm happy to say God bless Ian. He writes us Every week we get wonderful letters. My husband and I always look forward to reading his letters, and it warms my heart to know that mm-hmm. he is safe and in good health. Yeah. I would like to express my own personal opinion about the issue confronting the United States going on in Michigan with the 15-year-old that was convicted, tried as an adult, convicted as an adult, sentenced as an adult, life without parole. This means legally when he becomes 18, he will then be removed from the juvenile maximum security facility and be transferred to a state maximum security facility and the only way he's getting out is in a pine box however what is he accused of doing found rather incomplete in my own opinion and i say this as my own personal opinion i feel that the state went after the mother and soon the father was incomplete in Wait, terms well, of, Gigi, let's back up really fast. What is this guy accused of doing? And what did? Oh no, he was already convicted. The young fifteen-year-old who was given a gun by his parents for his birthday in Michigan, oh, okay. a, a suburb outside of Detroit. I don't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. And he went on a murderous rampage. And the state is now going to go after the father. The mother was found guilty by the jury for involuntary manslaughter. That means the judge, when the mother has her sentencing hearing in a few weeks or months, she can be sentenced to up to 15 years. What I find incomplete is that the prosecution never at any time went after the school administration on any charges and only went after prosecuting the mother and father of this young man. And it came out on several instances during the trial that many times school administration officials would contact the mother and father on different cell phones and explain there are serious problems 
regarding their son's behavior verbally and physically and perhaps psychologically. However, it came out in trial that at no time did any school official or administrative personnel tell the mother or father, we have called security, we have called police, we have called local authorities, he's going to be expelled, he's going to be suspended, or come pick him up. So why was it incomplete in terms of a prosecution. They only went after the mother and father. Is it because they were the ones who bought the son a gun for his birthday? Yes. Shouldn't shouldn't somebody or several people in the school who noticed many, many episodes of their son's outbursts and emotional instability, shouldn't they have been to some degree, culpable, no, responsible. No. I don't think they should be. See, this is the problem. Like, whenever something is wrong that's done to someone, like this wrong that's happening to these parents, um, you should not be um, charged with involuntary manslaughter for the crime of someone else. Well, it, the the easy thing to do is sometimes to be like, well, these other people should also have this wrong done to them. But in reality... It would be best if the wrong wasn't done to anyone, you know? Like, I don't think that anyone should be... That's a good point that you have. Maybe it should just be the sole responsibility of the 15-year-old that was convicted. Perhaps you are right. That's just my opinion as far as, like, basically all wrongs. I, I say that's an interesting thing to consider. I just feel that... It leaves me with a very uncomfortable taste in my mouth after so many instances of young people, minors, taking guns and going on a murderous rampage all over the country. Now, this one is the test case, the litmus case, so to speak, and believe me, it's going to be used as the legal precedent in future. So I have a problem with um, even the suggestion that the school should be somehow held responsible because that opens the door to the school being responsible for people's kids Hmm. as a parent. Yeah, that's just further pushing the parentification of the school system into things. But also, I have another problem with this whole thing, because how can you charge him as an adult and give him an adult sentence, but then also charge the parents for not... Well, it just doesn't make sense because if he's an adult or is he a child, they didn't do any. Yeah, well, there's that. Am I still on the air? Uh, Yes, you are. Yep. Oh, okay, because I heard beeping. My husband, who's a practicing attorney in South Carolina and has on occasion been involved professionally with the juvenile court system, he agreed with exactly what you just said. Yeah, it sounds like they're charging uh, a minor as an adult and trying a minor as an adult and then putting a minor with other adults eventually once he is 18. Yeah, and and it's like they're they're using two separate um I, I don't know. Yeah, standards against him yeah. where his parents should have been responsible for him, but also he was an adult at the time. It's just really strange. Thank you for the call, Gigi, because I had heard just basically like a headline about this. I didn't know all of these details. And um, I just heard that a, a lady got found guilty for giving her son a gun that he then killed people with. I didn't know that was manslaughter. 
I wasn't sure what she got uh, found guilty of. The same thing happened to the manufacturers of the gun that somebody used to shoot up um, in Connecticut, the Sandy Hook yeah. children. It just doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. To hold people, like, to hold the manufacturer liable? That's just that, crazy. That is crazy. That doesn't make any sense at all. And the same thing with the parents or teachers or anyone else. They didn't commit a crime. Yeah. It's legal to give your kids a gun. That's what they did. Like... You can say it's in bad, um, not bad taste, but you could say bad that... Bad parenting. Yeah, it was bad parenting knowing their son was crazy. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's kind of bad parenting to not know anything about your son because you put him in public school. So is everybody whose kids are in public school just as culpable because their kid could be crazy and they wouldn't know about it because there are these people who aren't culpable because, well, they're the ones that gave them the SSRIs, so we can't make them culpable. Yeah, yeah, These, right. uh, yeah, guidance are we gonna, counselors. Are we going to convict the doctors that are prescribing hmm. people uh, antidepressants right. that are making them insane? Right. Yeah, seriously. You know what I mean? I don't think we should. I just, no, I'm of trying course to not. make I'm, the point. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Like, of course, of course we really shouldn't. I'm, I'm not saying we should, but it's, it's like... It's the same idea. Th- that's the thing. Saying. It's like, where do they draw the line? Where does it end? Yeah, yeah they were terrible terrible parents but they didn't kill anyone right yeah and, and that's just always my opinion on like who did the wrong it's it's always gonna be the person who did the wrong like mm-hmm. i don't think lying is a thing that people should be put in jail for but you could say that if you lie to someone and be like hey he had sex with your girlfriend and then he kills them oh you're the one that did it no i i don't even think if you me lee and um Richie Rich had this conversation. I don't even think if you tell someone to kill someone, you're as culpable as the person who did the no, murder. Because you I didn't think actually do it at all. You didn't even so. make them do it, right? Unless no. you, I mean, if there's like actual force in some way, it's different. But if yeah. you just tell them, yeah, it, it's it's like I could tell you to smack yeah. Nikki right now, and if you did it, I how dare yeah, how you, Bonnie? It? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. um. Yeah, that's just basically always going to be my opinion on any... It's like you can... When you have, like, principles, you can apply them to every situation. That's how principles work. Yeah, no, and it is it is hard sometimes, especially with some of these situations where you can get, like, your emotions right. involved. But if you kind of, like, look at it just as the situation, it is. You're right. It is very easy just to apply your principles to every single situation across the board. And right. it really does help. I mean, like for me personally, even like on like at a mental and emotional level, that has brought me so much peace and understanding in my own life. Right. Because there was so much that I was so confused about and so angry about. Like people should do this and they should do this. And why aren't people living like this? But once you just like break it down into principles and into like natural law, it's like, okay, well, I'm releasing... Like, I don't have any responsibility for other people and their action. Right. And I'm I'm releasing that. And it gives you, like, a major... It, it gave me, at least, a major sense of freedom and peace to live my own life. Yeah. <laughs> and to stay in my own business and not live other people's lives. And statists and, like, socialists and communists, they're just always going to continuously have that going on with them. Um, that stress of being a control freak. Um, because they can't let it go. They can't like yeah. uh, bad things are going to happen in the world and you can't ever stop that. All you can do is not do bad things yourself. Now, if you're using your ability to create action in the world, to do things like control other people's actions, then you're actually causing harm back into the world. So you're not like helping anyone. You're not getting rid of the harm that you wished to get rid of. It looks like we have another caller on the line. Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? 
Yes, thank you for calling, Bonnie. Bean. Thank you for being um, so sweet. You're you're like the really wonderful host. I Aww. I just <laughs> I just want to say that kind of like a, Ian was kind of like a little meanie. Oh yeah. You're a, <laughs> I agree. He's mean to the callers. Oh yeah. I mean, no, but um, so but he'll know there. But um, well, thank you, Sarah. What's so, on your mind? But. You know, our congressman, Martin Heinrich, you know, um, got the word that we're, like, number one in pedestrian fatality. So he really wants to get funding to help, federal funding to help our state, you know, um, and, you know, um, to, um, out of all things, to build wider sidewalks and bicycle paths on two parts of the street. And, you know, I'm I'm very grateful that he's working this money from the federal level. But, you know, I ask myself, is that really going to help, you know, drivers running red lights at 80 miles per hour, per hour and mm. T-boning people, you know? It also so, makes me but, wonder, is the problem actually the pedestrians walking in the road? Because if they just need wider sidewalks, does that imply that they're always walking in the road? Or that the cars are driving up onto the sidewalks? Like, what is going on? What What does wider sidewalks solve? Yeah, but that, 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 I'm just point, I'm kind of pointing out to the silliness of all this, mm-hmm. that he's willing to bring, I don't know, a couple. $10 million, but millions of dollars, and what the, all they could come up with is widen the sidewalk and put a bicycle path yeah. um, through five miles of this street, another five miles on the street, and I live on, like, the death intersection, like, a mile away from the entire state, so San Mateo, Montgomery, I live, like, a mile from it, and uh, that was rated the number one most traffic and the most fatal intersection. So I, you know, and that was the place where they had the very first red light cameras and they had it for seven years and they got taken down. So they're not addressing driver behavior. You know, it's like it, it, they always never want to address because I guess the most of the voters are drivers and they just kind of let the drivers Whatever the drivers want, they get because they want to get elected. But it's already think- it's already illegal to like run through a red light. The thing is, like, I think that you're the problem you're having. The thing that is frustrating you, Sarah, is the fact that it's kind of like what we were talking about right before we took your call. It's that you're frustrated because you can't control other people's behaviors, and it sucks because they are doing things that are pretty wrong. Like, I think it's wrong to not care if there's. Uh, cars coming or other or people walking in the street and speed into them and kill them and that that is wrong but the thing is you are at a loss because there is no law that they can create that can stop people from making these bad decisions and the thing is it has to be taken care of from a more um original source like why is there all this like poverty and pain because the thing is bad driving is always poor activities. It's poor activities. If you have a nice car, if you have some place to be, you don't care about being, um, like, you know, going through the red lights. You're, you're, you know, you're not driving around drunk with risking breaking your cars. I mean, maybe, like, the mega rich that really don't care. I've just noticed that, like, in the crappy areas of San Antonio, you're more likely to be, like, 
you know, cut off by some crazy person who's all mad at you. They're they're having road rage. And then in the nicer areas, it's like, wow, everybody's just kind of like driving. Um, and so I've always called that poor activities. So the thing is, why is everybody poor? Because of communism in in New Mexico. And I, I love just how think- you really just brought that full circle, Bonnie. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> well, I I don't really believe that it. But I never thought about bad driving as a poverty mentality. But you you are right, and you know our state is that most of the people here are um, drug addicted or or they uh, or they're alcohol uh, addicted. And uh, most of the em- employment involved in rescuing them from homelessness, a lot of like um, they, a lot of there's job opportunities for um, like a counselor at a drug rehab, and there's a lot of um, need for halfway houses. A lot of people have been incarcerated from um, substance abuse and alcoholism, and they wind up homeless. Yeah, that, and then I guess that it, it leads linked to bad driving behavior. You're right. It's like if they abuse themselves, they're not concerned about the, their value of their own life. They're, they definitely do not value and care about other people's lives. Yes, you're right. definitely. Yeah, you're right. Because if they're abusing their bodies with their narcotics, why should they care about killing somebody while they're driving? And the thing is, but, I feel like um, a lot of people end up drug addicts because... Um, I'm going to sound like Jay Noon, but he's right about this, um, so it's fine. But they basically don't get their dopamine hits from doing a good job, um, you know, giving a good service to a person, um, you know, doing something with their lives at all because they're on welfare. And then they need to do drugs to escape the monotony of the crappy life they have because they're on welfare. And then they just stop caring about other people because their life is so boring. Who cares? You know, it's exactly what you're saying. Like they start to feel like, oh, well, I don't care about myself, so why do, what do I care about anyone else? I don't care if I hit someone. I don't care if I run into another car, even. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's a, it's um, this has been the poorest state. I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, uh, about being depressed. Maybe it's the poverty, but you're so poor, and then you get depressed, and you wind up doing drugs and alcohol. Um but I, what I've noticed is that a lot of these problems, I was told that it happens from utero on. Like most of the mothers were on some kind of drugs and alcoholism and smokers and um, some kind of um, drugs. And so the, the people are messed up from birth. Yeah, so and a lot of the babies are going through withdrawals. I mean, when I they mean, come out, so there's no, yeah. No amount of, like, tax money can fix that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, let's just give all the FS, seems, FAS people, you know, welfare money and that'll it fix it, It seems right? like it's just making it worse, right? Yeah, it gives them just no incentive to be a normal, good human. Well, and if you're being raised by someone who's doing all of that and lives their life that way, that's what you're seeing and that's how you're... Yeah. You're learning your values. That's how you're going to end up most of the time unless you do something about it, which most people don't yeah. want to be uncomfortable and make themselves better and yeah. and strive for a better life. That's what it really is. People don't like to be uncomfortable. They don't want to learn things that are uncomfortable. They don't want to do things that are uncomfortable. They just want to sit there and have somebody do everything for them and think for them and not worry about it. Well, thank you for the call, Sarah. I I agree with you that I don't think there's any way that getting wider sidewalks is going to fix this 
problem that apparently New Mexicans have of hitting pedestrians. I just don't think anything the government can do is going to fix that. I don't think the government wants to fix anything. I don't think that's their their goal. They want to put like, you know, a, a propped up cardboard picture in front of the problem and be like right. look it's fixed yeah. but behind the picture it's still the same problem yeah. so they're like, i think uh-huh. um the new mexico drivers need like a Smokey the bear but for like road rage <laughs> or like for, for like traffic like collisions or whatever and the other thing about it is like it's either a band-aid on top of a problem like you said or it's even more insidious like maybe the guy the congressman she's talking about has is in the pockets of some construction company he gives them this easy job of widening the sidewalks and in the name of fixing this problem and it doesn't fix the problem and then he gets a kickback from this construction company blah 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 Mm -hmm. it's just like it's always like dirtier than you could even imagine with the government the the lunatics killers thieves idiots thugs the mafia the despots and tyrants called the government but moving on to wall street journal um i have this article from the wall street journal and i had teased in the last uh segment it says team cow or team soy cow anyways the milk (laughs) wars roiling in america as plant-based milks flood the market, dairy producers want to scrub milk from labels of alternatives. They said, I've got no problem with almond drink. It's stupid. It is yeah, like another yeah. group of people going think, to the government. I don't yeah. think almonds have mammary glands and they're yeah. like milking the almonds into yeah. a cup for me. Do some people Nobody's, think that? No one's it's being just, tricked by the word milk. Yeah, I think... Um, it's just because that's like what they are trying to replace. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the the alternative that they're trying to create. You know, like they're trying to mimic milk. It's like, yeah, we know that almonds don't right. produce milk. Yeah, nobody thinks that that's milk. No, no one thinks yeah. that's what's happening. No one thinks you that the, you know there's some animal out there squirting out almond milk. <laughs> I hope not. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure some people actually believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Oh, hmm. man. Like, that's one of those things where you're like, no, that's so ridiculous. No one would think that. Uh, and then you find out someone, like, in their 40s was like, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I had, so when I used to deal poker, I don't even know how it came up, but somebody tried to tell everybody at the table that eggs are racist because <laughs> supermarket eggs are bleached white. Because people think white is better. And I was like, you're out of your mind. That's not how any of that works. Like different chickens lay different colored eggs. And they're like, what kind of farm did you grow up on to know that? I'm like, Uh, one with books, lady. Just read something once in a while. Yeah, sometimes they're even green or blue. Yeah. um, People believe stuff like the, I I believe that people believe stuff like the brown cows make chocolate milk because Chelsea Handler, I was trying to remember exactly what it was. I looked it up. Chelsea Handler said she was 40 years old when she found out that the sun and the moon were not the same object. What? What? So she's like a oh, man. book writer and a comedian, like a show host. I don't really know much of her work. I just know she's kind of annoying. And she believed that like the sun goes away and then comes back as the moon at night and then goes away. I almost feel like you've got to be lying. Like, is she lying to get like headlines written about I, her? That, about that? To me, that's more believable than the brown cow thing. That's true. Yeah. yeah. They're still really both terrifying that people think these yeah, things. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> someone posted... 
Make sure you send um, your kids to school, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and that's the thing when I tell people like when they're nervous about homeschooling and they're like, I just don't know if I'm smart enough, and they're kind of doubting themselves. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you literally can't do a worse job, right? Like, no, even if you kind of did a bad job, you'd still be doing way better than the public schools. It's so, interesting to hear you know. stories about like the worst things that people have had happen in public schools. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's Free Talk Live. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 